I say I'm ready, but you I'm said a, you were ready. I'm a logical liar. <laughs> I'm going to murder you. Okay. Hello. Welcome, Welcome to, to the tea. tea. Hello. Hello. Will you introduce yourself first? Oh, it up. oh my God. I don't know what to do now. Jesus, take the wheel. Hello. My name is Lucky Stiff. Who are you? I'm T-Rex in Chicago. Oh, that was so good. We did that. What's new with you? Um, I had just the best Saturday. I yeah. woke up. Yeah, I slept in. Oh, I watched. Yeah. yeah, I watched an episode of Schitt's Creek. Love I that. got my hair trimmed. Okay. I had a really fun meeting where they promised me massive CO2-powered confetti cannons, so oh. you know I'm all oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. And then Sigourney Beaver and I had a little, like, kiki on the porch moment. No oh, cute. And then I came here. I woke up late uh, and then was like, you know what? I'm going to the gym today. And then I took a really nice nap. I love that didn't for you. go to the gym. <laughs> so you need here it. we are. And here we are. And I think tomorrow I'm going to sign up for the gym again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I just totally, I, I've been a, a lard ass lately. What's a gym? <sighs> Short for James. Okay. Oh. Um, shall we start? I think we should. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> two first timers here with us. Uh, she is from San Francisco. She's a star of the Boulay Brothers uh, Dragula, or as I call it, Bert and Ernie Spooky Drag Race. Yes, yes. <laughs> or, I mean, I, don't I tend think they to, like that. <laughs> I tend to call, well, maybe I will get. Maybe my elig- my all stars eligibility will be out the window, but I often <laughs> refer to them as the Duvet sisters, just, oh, to, be, yeah. just to be cunty. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, what all? How uh, how would you describe your drag to people who don't know you? Um, well, you know, I think the end goal is always to become Sailor Moon sleep paralysis demon. Yes, okay. and so um, very much inspired by like. Uh, you know, vibrant colors, cartoon, sort of living cartoon, living video yeah, game lots of anime. character. Yeah, lots of yeah. anime and video games in there. Yeah. Um, and I've always been like a huge horror nerd. And so now like ever since Dragula, just getting to incorporate that a little bit more and, and vibe with that has been really cool. How long have you lived in San Francisco? Two years. Okay, mm-hmm. from where? I moved there from New York and I'm a oh. native New Yorker. Oh. Yeah. What brought you to San Fran? My partner got a job out there and um, I was also just ready for something new. Yeah. I had lived in New York like my whole life minus like a semester abroad in college. So it was just a really, really cool, like I have nothing to lose kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and it's been so, so, so great. Like San Francisco has just completely, um, changed the way that I look at a lot of different things in life. And, um, so it's just like that sort of moving away from home experience that I never got to have that I was able to have now. Did you do drag in New York? Yeah, yeah, Where'd I was. You do it? Um, well, I started at <laughs> I started um, at this bar called Boots and Saddle, which is now yeah. closed. Oh yeah, but is Boots that and Saddle coming now? Is that the one that's? Coming? I have no idea. No, that was Eastern Block. Okay, Eastern oh, Block became Club Coming. Eastern Block is no longer. That was no. one of my favorite spots. I know it's East, still basically the, the same. Yeah, but also a little cleaner. Yeah. But so you know, you you Masaki <laughs> five years ago, she she um, I asked her to be in the amateur night at Boots mm-hmm. and Saddle, oh. and that. That's how I started doing drag. Wow. Yeah. And so I just like worked my way up as much as I could in the New York City scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was kind of hitting a bit of a ceiling. I was kind of like not sure where 
where I would fit into the scene there as much. Um, so that's part of like why I was so excited to go to San Francisco, just see what else was out there. Did San Francisco come before Dragula? Or yes. After? So I actually moved out to San Francisco f- like four months almost to the day wow. from when I got the call for Dragula, or three months that, from when I got the call. Um, and then like a month after that, I was like off to LA to shoot the show. So it was mm-hmm. like a lot of changes all at once in my life. Yeah. Um, so it kind of took me a year to even feel remotely at home in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you saw season one, were you like, I have to be on season two? It was it was a little bit of like, damn, I want to do that. Like a little bit of, um, I was just really inspired by the drag that I was seeing. And I was like, wow, this is something, you know, it's not, the metrics are just so different from yeah. a show like Drag Race. And, um, and actually, you know, for a long time, it hadn't even really crossed my mind to audition for season two. And, you know, we had heard a little bit about season two and then, um, Vander. So I got to work with like a bunch of them. I got to work with the Boulets like at, right before season one came out. So I knew some of them like mm-hmm. Meatball and Sochi Mochi. And so I knew them a little bit, but then, uh, Vander encouraged me to audition for season two. And I was oh, like, nice. Oh, I was like, yeah, maybe I should. And it was just, I had like so much fun putting that audition tape together. And that was like right after auditioning for Drag Race for the third time. And like the difference in how much, how much fun I was having and how, um, how much creativity I got to put into the Dragula tape really said a lot about like which show was for me and which one was not as much. Like you feel the calling when it's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've always, I've always been, um, I feel like certain opportunities have chosen me in life. Mm-hmm, you know, I never mm-hmm. anticipated going to NYU to study playwriting, but that ended up happening for me. And it was something that I just wasn't even on my radar. So you just kind of have to like listen to, you know, the, the, <laughs> like the spooky hands. Yeah, you right. just like doing that handshakes. No it's like, you know, we all. The universe tells you what to do. Yeah, yeah, the universe tells you what to do. And you have to listen to it. Yeah. And, yeah. and Otherwise so. Otherwise you're miserable. You're yeah. just like crawling up. Yeah. And ever. it was just such a, it was such a, it was such a, crazy like just bunch of months from like moving there to trying to make a name for myself there and like starting sewing lessons and all these things that really at the time I didn't even know how much they were preparing me for Dracula, but mm-hmm. they really really did yeah so when you did all that that was to prepare you for Dracula, or that was not specifically you were, you were more doing it because of drag race um, or you so, were just you needed to do it. Well, you know, I moved I moved to the Bay Area and I was really like supporting my partner in his new job and like getting us settled and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the same time trying to make connections in the Bay Area drag scene. And I did do that and I started working pretty steadily. Um, leading up to getting cast on Dragula. And I said, well, you know, I don't have a job yet. I have all this time on my hands. Right. Um, my partner asked me, like, what would you want to do at this time? I said, I want to learn how to sew. Mm-hmm. Um, just so I can be a little bit in, in, in better command of, like, my artistic process and, and how, the, how stuff gets made, right? Because yeah. um, in New York, I was really just depending on people to make stuff for me. And sometimes that's what you need. But um, I wanted to know that I could just have, like, the basic sewing knowledge and all that kind of stuff. And so... it. All of that, none of that was for Dragula or even for Drag Race, but it was just sort of like, and even being a part of the Bay Area drag scene like prepared me for Dracula in a lot of ways. Yeah, and getting to learn from all the it's performers way there. Weirder. It's so much weirder than <laughs> yeah. New York. Like New York, yeah. I felt, I felt like it taught me a lot about the basics of. Or I mean, I don't want to make it sound like they're basic, but what I mean by the basics is like learning how to entertain for any crowd that yeah. you yeah. find, and like yeah. learning how to be Tourists. like the wit. Anybody off the street. Yeah, because yeah, right. in New York, I mean, you know, it's like yep, it's 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 one woman show format. Right, yeah. You plan so yourself, you, and you're there for four hours, yeah. and you got to make. Yeah, it like I've done those four-hour brunch brunches, like happy-hour brunch that type makes, gigs. Like literally, I just got sweaty palms. Yeah, it's like four hours of just you in a wig by yourself. 
And I, so, like, you, there's... I love to hear myself talk, but the thought of having it's a to lot. be on a mic for us... Like, Marty Gold Cummings was Yeah, there, Marty's so amazing. Like, well, oh, yeah, Marty was another... For two hours. Yeah. Like, um, I don't want to hear myself for longer than yeah. a minute and a half at a yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, and I never had a drag mother, but, like, Marty Gold Cummings... Was one of the people that a was sort bag. of like She's loyal tea bag, tea bag true. Well, she, same with Vander, uh, spooky yeah. tea bag. Tea of the bag. Yeah. Tea of she, the bag. But she she was such a she was such an inspiration for like what to do right in a mm. show like that. And mm-hmm. so I learned from people like Marty Gold Cummings, Bob the Drag Queen, like Look Queen. Yep. Back when Look Queen was right. was you know a huge yeah. deal, and, and the Bob the Drag Queen does like that was that was where I got my drag schooling. So it was great to get all that, and then take all of that that I learned. I mean, it's kind of like when I was in school. You know, they tell you have to learn the rules of story structure in order to yeah. break those rules. And so yeah. in order for me to like really kind of be strategic about like being weird camp. or yeah. Yeah. So it was through boot camp and then you can be fucking. And then creative, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like it was all preparing me and leading me up to that moment of Dragula, really. It's yeah. amazing. Nice. Well, welcome. Thank you. Um that was a bad one. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Ooh, hey, there you go. Take that, um, <laughs> uh, Also, we are joined for the first time by uh, viral video vixen, <laughs> Low Tie On. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yes. Of um, for those who don't know you, how might they know you? Oh, my gosh. Mostly. Because I retweet you a lot. A lot, yeah. <laughs> Mostly on Twitter, formerly Tumblr, for when that was around for a little bit. I it still it. exists. It's, yeah, it's, it's there. It's still there. I, I, there's just less porn on it. So yeah, there's no like, porn anymore. That is not anymore. true. Oh, really? Is there still? Not true. There, there are a few is, valiant holdouts. They're like squatting real hard. There was a really great porn blog that like Lucy Stool <laughs> shared one time, and I was like, I'm bookmarking this forever. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's, it's probably gone now. There's good yeah. content on there, but yeah. I didn't realize until I had known you for like a year and a half. That you were uh, Tumblr famous. Uh, <laughs> well, you were. Yeah. What was your Tumblr? Um, no, you don't have to say. It's, it's fine. It's to Infinity and Beyonce on okay. Tumblr. I yes, barely use it now, great. and yeah. it's the old. But you I used to it. you used to post like old uh, videos on there and. Because I would like be going through and you would pop up and I was like, this video has like thousands mm-hmm. of like yeah. you know, reblogs. And it'd be like yeah. my old performances and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, works. I have really no fun. idea. And, yeah. yeah. Androgen uh, has a <gasps> Tumblr still and is really active yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Like, That's amazing. They were big on Vine as well. Yeah, yeah it's Aww. true. Yeah. Part of me thinks that I should like re- revisit my Tumblr. The thought of anybody right? finding my Tumblr gives me like <laughs> high. No, you'll never find it. I, like I just it. totally I fucked <laughs> myself. My Somebody's going to find it and put it on Twitter. Oh, no. Um, so you won Crash Landing. Uh, Finally. Like four or five months ago. Yeah, and ago. Yeah, and I feel like that really kind of brought you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been doing Plot Twist a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you just keep going viral. I'm trying. Um, the, I'm trying to think of your most famous viral videos. The one of you sneezing for th- yes. three that minutes. That one, I, was, I hated that one. <laughs> I know, because you were like, I don't think people are going to like this uh-huh. one. And it just blew the fuck up. And that was yeah. the one. Just that- her going. <laughs> and it was that for three minutes. Yes. And, it, and, and it's so funny because it makes no fucking sense. Uh-huh. And that's the shit I love. That was so funny. You never know. You mm-hmm. never know what yeah. the kids are going to like. You never know these days. What's the other big? There's the other big ones. There's a couple. Yeah. Not to like. Well, we'll, we'll post them on, we'll on our Instagram. Uh, our Instagram that's at true. the T Chicago, which we have started using. Ding. <laughs> um, all right. Coming into the new age. Um, you, you, you ready to jump in? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh, you want yep. First? Okay. Miranda from Chicago. 
What media genre has had the biggest impact on your drag? E.g., rock music, sci-fi movies, oh. JRPG video games? Question mark. Oh, wow. <laughs> what about you? Well, for me, it's of course video games. I've been a diehard Nintendo fan my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been for my entire life a huge like horror nerd, and that includes everything from like schlocky Italian horror to like the 1930s and 40s Universal Studios to like Godzilla, like kaiju movies, like all this different kinds of stuff. And so, what I was saying before, before it's like really been really fun to incorporate that now into my drag a little bit more. Um, I actually do a series of Dario Argento film mm-hmm. poster recreations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just did Suspiria a couple months ago. Yes. Uh, so you've seen it. Oh yeah. I yes. Follow you. Um, so that's been really cool too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like obviously like a, a Sailor Moon and like and Japanese street fashion yeah. and like all that just oh, gets yeah. folded into what I do as well. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you over there? Ooh, um, for genres and stuff, I'm, I'm heavily influenced by like K-pop a lot, which is really mm-hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just like so costumey and so flashy and so fun and and cute, but can be sexy at the same time, yeah. and it's just really fun. Before that, my inspiration used <laughs> this is like baby drag years was always like Kelly Rowland esque mm-hmm. and like more like right. Really? And it was like Commander is one the of day. the greatest pop songs. Of all song. time. <laughs> when love takes over, when love takes over. Love takes over. Mm-hmm. She is so. Mm-hmm. Under- Mm-hmm. And like just her, like her presence and her confidence. I didn't know you were a Kelly Rowland. Oh, entirely. I, I mean, I still, entirely. I still bop out to break the dawn. Oh, absolutely. That's um, well, that's well, Michelle, Michelle. Right? That's okay. That's okay. Oh, that's Michelle. Which Michelle is great too. Oh my god, no, that's true. That's true. That is Michelle. Oopsie Daisy. Michelle, we baby, it. we love you. Oh no. When Jesus says yes, no man. We love all of that. Yes, yes nobody. nobody. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna write that one down. But there's also um, oh, no. there's also one Kelly Rowland song. Um, we know. Um, told y'all I was gonna th- like yeah, this. like this. Yeah, like this. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, I think that was no maybe that's not. such a good song. That was no. one of because Kam- me and Kamora Hall. So backstory: we started drag around the same time, mm-hmm. and then I like quit for a really long time. And one of her first songs was like a Kelly Rowland thing. And mm-hmm. I lived in Wisconsin at the time, and then she lived in. Illinois, and we just knew each other from the internet, and we would like paint together yeah. on Skype and stuff like that. And like, really, yeah, literally oh, wow. back, back, back in the day. Mm. Where are you originally from? So I'm from outside of Madison, uh, Janesville, Wisconsin. Mm. Now people can find my hometown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they all just like going. They're gonna look up your there. home address from when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. How long have you lived here? I lived here since 2015. Okay, and then I didn't start kind of doing drag until like two years. Ago, so you mm-hmm. like you were like a bedroom queen doing yeah. it at home, and then yeah. you moved here. And you're like, eh, what made well, you not? And then what made you finally do it? Um, so I actually performed in Madison, and I was on cast at the club formerly known as Plan B. Plan B. Uh-huh. Oh. And so I used it's to prison be, now. I think I don't know if she remembers. I used to be on cast with Trixie. No oh. shit. Really? And so there was a at picture. the eighteen and up club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Me Kim went there one time to see mm-hmm. her and uh, Shea Coulee, and they were, were you there that night? Probably not. No. <laughs> no. There was a girl who performed barefoot, and that's really Oh, wow. Good for her. Okay. Yeah, that is not your jam. At that feet, time, Feet is too. not your thing. That would not Feet in a, a bar, like on a bar no. floor, should not be yeah. anybody's like, jam. Even Bare feet on a bar is oh. definitely brave. Well, yeah. she was wearing tights, Okay. But, um, the reason oh. she wasn't wearing shoes is because it was a full-body morph suit, so oh. it had the toes oh. that were drawn in, which just... 
just made it look Ew. really creepy. Mm-hmm. You and know, I think I actually know who that was. That's great. And then, and then um, uh, the girl's like going to go downstairs, and Trixie was like, "Girl, like, don't forget to put your shoes on. Like, don't walk on this dirty floor." She's like, "Oh no, there's there's uh, feet on this suit. It's fine." <laughs> and, then, and then Kim in the back goes. No shoes. <laughs> Concerned for her livelihood. <laughs> um, uh, what about you, Lucky? Me, I, f- I feel like we've talked about it a little teeny bit, but I feel like m- movies, especially um, 40s movies, 40s and 50s movies, mm. classic mm. Hollywood, like, you know, I used to watch a ton of um, Judy Garland, a ton of Marilyn Monroe. And then on like the total flip side, I used to listen to 80s power ballads like crazy. Oh, okay. So like, like greatest love it, of like, all. Kind oh of? my God, please. Yes. Yeah. And like all of those like heartbreak songs of the 80s with a heavy synth and like doves I remember crying. that infomercial. And a lot. And yeah, it's right. Like songs of the 80s. Songs of the 80s. Uh, and like <laughs> there's definitely fans doves, and like lots of flowing chiffon right. and like a man like, in a window <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, a car That's driving exactly down right. a highway, a dusty highway. Disappearing yeah. yep. out of nowhere. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or like Tina Turner walking through the projects at four in the afternoon. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And she and the w- walk is like a strong word for yes, what she's doing. Yes. Right. That's exactly right. So if you take those like two things and sort of smush them up together and put them mm-hmm. in a blender, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that that's pretty much what I got going on. I definitely reference all the comedians, like the stuff I wasn't supposed to be watching on yeah. Comedy Central, like Margaret Cho, and, and being like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, she's talking about her pussy on TV." <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I really think at, at the end of the day, the one I can go back to as like one of the biggest references of my life is the Adams Family Values. Yes. Because oh my god. Really, yes. Because I was never allowed to watch horror movies, so I'm missing that whole chunk of my brain of like kids who love horror movies. Like yep. I was, I couldn't watch it. I didn't want to watch it. But I really loved spooky campy. And yeah. I really mm-hmm. loved the dry humor of it. And right. It's, just, it's one of the quippiest movies of all time. Don't I deserve love? Yeah. And jewelry? I'll be the victim all your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that I was talking to, the, about, to someone about Adam's family values specifically and the whole like the, the summer camp. Like, yes. it's, oh my it really God. is. It's it so really good. is such a, it's so relatable for queer people or outcast people yeah. because yep. the, you they are you in that moment. Right. Like, yeah. Hating all of this, like, culture bullshit like uh-huh. so for someone that's a countercultural person it's like they can see through all that there was a, a big tumblr post that went around mm-hmm. like years ago and it was talking about why the adams family was actually the most functional yes. of they are the yes. like mm-hmm. old tv families because it was always like dad's a dope but mom still gets dinner ready in time right, yeah and adams family is like this is a family that's deeply in love yes they're mm-hmm. gomez and morticia is relationship goals yeah 100 they're dry and they're different and pretty much every storyline is them having to deal with the outside world expecting mm-hmm. things or putting things mm-hmm. on them but mm-hmm. they always make it pass so they're the most functional right. they but love yeah. their different. children they let their children have their own yeah. unique interests yeah. and like yeah. do what they want they're certainly mostly. more functional than let's say like the Bundy family of yeah. oh, children or yeah even, even going back to like you know like the, the honeymooners just or like that stuff Brady I guess. Bunch yeah. Brady not Bunch, yeah. functional I mean yeah I just love them because they were deeply in love and yeah. you never really saw that yeah. on yeah. TV it's true. and I don't know I was just and like, also like I just love Gomez and Morticia because they're so sexual. Yeah. yeah. But they're like unapologetically sexual in such a healthy way. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's gothy, but like, you know, they're making out in a graveyard, but also like they just love Ooh. each other so much. Have this you, is my eternal fear is that I'm going to knock this over and break all the microphones. Have you seen the original pictures? My Italian of, talking with my hands. Of the uh, Adams Family set from the original uh, TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh. So because it was in black and white, um, the 
way that they would make the sets is everything was actually like different shades of like pink and yeah. pastels. Mm-hmm. And then it showed up in black and white. Yep. So in it color, looks the crazy set though. Is beautiful. Wow. Yeah. But it showed up and everything just looks drab. But that was yeah. how they they used all the dark colors. Yeah. Like using the shades of pastel. And back then that was such a common practice, even with like makeup. Mm-hmm. You know. Like talk oh, about like Frankenstein from nineteen, I think that was nineteen twenty seven or oh, something. Really? They they did like his makeup was like blue or green or something so yep. that it would read a certain way on camera. That's exactly right. I love it. I think old timey like mm. film strategies are mm. fascinating. Yeah. All right, is it my turn? I think it or is. Or even like in Psycho with the chocolate syrup and I love Psycho unapologetically. Yeah. I I have this friend and we just send uh, original Psycho gifts back and forth to each other all the time. Like, but in the only and day for and no Psycho. Reason. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, can we have more champagne? Oh, yes. Champy. Please. We need um, a champy. All right. Uh, next, this is from Jacob from Springfield. Mm-hmm. If you could say one thing to a teenage you, uh oh, we're getting oh, real RuPaul goodness. up in here. Oh, dear. <laughs> Where's the picture? Where's my picture? Yeah. <laughs> if I could talk to little kimchi, <laughs> you will find people who love you for who you are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's great how oh, nice you are to your friends. Crying all over my borrowed jewelry. Hey. Um, uh, what would it be and why? Love everything you guys do. Oh, and hope to come to Chicago one day. Yes, yeah, so, you can read the nice thing they said about us. <laughs> my brain cannot take it. <laughs> um, uh, if you could say one thing to teenage you, well, one it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be depressing and um, like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to cry for RuPaul. Um, I would. I would find drag quicker. I would, mm. I, would, I, would I would find more gay people in my life quicker because I didn't have any in my hometown. And yeah. even when I did move away, I was resistant to gay people because mm. I was like... I didn't know I was queer when I was a teenager. Mm. I had no idea. Yeah. I like was totally clueless. So maybe I would have been like, yo, you're gay. Get with it. Right. <laughs> Hold up. Shit. Trey? Do it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh! Oh my god! <laughs> we need that sound of effect. Oh, we told, I mean, we just did it. Yeah. <laughs> we do everything live here. We're purists. Um, but speaking of, I don't know if that's a segue. Champagne sponsors for this week. I'm so excited. So every single week, you can send us money on Venmo at the Tea Podcast. Yes. And our champagne sponsors for this week are Miranda Lung and Jad. Yeah. Jad, yeah. we love you. Yeah. Jad, friend of the pod. So we would be gayer quicker. We would be gayer quicker. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. I would say that. Other gays, I would find drag quicker. Yes. Because I feel like I lost time. Yeah. These kids now are in eighth grade doing fucking drag in their bedrooms. And yeah. I'm like, if I had the time and didn't have to be in public looking like a damn fool for yeah. that, like, five years <laughs> that I was, like, honing my craft, you know? Yeah. I would definitely have been like, you're less weird than you think you are and also so much more weird than you think. Yeah. I, you know... And spend less time trying to, like, impress people. And just, oh, wow. yeah. I think I would just tell myself to own it more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because I already knew what I was, but I remember feeling very out of place mm-hmm. uh, going to a lot of gay, keyword gay spaces. Like, they were, were not necessarily queer spaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, having gone to NYU, it's like, you know, going to Chelsea or Hell's Kitchen or all these places where I never really felt welcome just because of being, like, a femme queer, a mm-hmm. queer of color, et cetera. Like, yeah. So much of that, I think, messed with my head in like the first couple of years of college uh, before I found drag. So find drag quicker, but also just like own own you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's something you just have to learn over time. Yeah, nobody starts out that way. Yeah. If they do, I don't trust them. That's just them. part of growing. Right. That's, <laughs> that's part of growing up. The type of drag that is rewarded so much is the type that stands out. And it's funny, like when you find drag, it, it 
teaches you to go against what you've learned so many times. It's like, just, just keep it moving, do it, you know, but when yeah. you, when you do what everyone else is doing in drag, you're fucking boring. Yeah. It's you know, true. so like, I don't know, something about drag makes you kind of, it opens up a new window where you're like, actually just clarifies everything. Yeah. You just do what makes me comfortable and you'll right. find people around you that fucking support that. That's true. It's like, why would you do, why would you choose drag as your art form to then just be a conformist and be like everyone else? Right. It's just kind mm-hmm. of missing the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me. Oh, totally. No, I feel that. Drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm like, trying to be like the last but that's girl. the world that we live in now and like so many of us are just compared well compared to a certain set of metrics and it's just yeah. like yeah well it's anytime you like try to de- I think anytime you try to define like what good art is like beyond just like the execution is specific and well thought out and the technique of whatever it is that you're doing is good anytime you try to be like these are the rules of good art yeah. it just it's fucked up yeah. it just doesn't make any sense to yeah. me and in this time too, the challenging part is not whether or not it's good art, but whether or not it's palatable, or whether or not yes. it's going to gain traction, or yeah. whether yeah. Yes. you like it, versus whether or not you enjoy doing it. Right. It's true. Mm-hmm. And if you're if the currency you're trying to like, if you're trying to be at shows, you have to think of oh yeah palatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're just making art for your room, then make it however you like right. it. But you really do have to think about There's it. So no, much. it's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, true. yeah. The other thing that I think though, and maybe this is why I am the way I am, but I just think that a lot of times what we perceive as palatable, it's n- not necessarily because it's pretty or entertaining. It's because someone has told us that that's what we're allowed to like. Mm. Right. So like there's the difference. If you are just doing like messy shit and you're not putting a lot of har- thought right. or hard work into it, then that's a totally different like stick that in a corner and yeah. you know, figure <laughs> well, it out. Well, there are ways but. to like try to make these metrics more objective, more broad. Yeah. Um, we just haven't done that yet. Nope. Or we're, I mean, part. I think part of like the mission, for, at least for me on, on Dragula was just like, to keep pushing back against templates, mm-hmm. you know, as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. Even on that show. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think things that can help you no matter where you are is like if there's dance moves that look mm-hmm. clean. Yeah. If mm-hmm. there's a lip sync that looks clean. Know your there's, words. There's yeah. technical things that the audience can look at and go, well, I don't understand where this person's coming from, but With that I choice. can tell it's a polished, yeah. good version yeah. of what it is. It's Absolutely. an intentional version yeah. of what it is. Yes. So you can't just go out and wing it and go, well, yeah. they didn't like me. They don't know art. It's yeah. like, well, do you? Because you need to really... Mm-hmm. Right. You tripped yeah. on your dress. Right. Yeah. You, you gotta, spilled your reveal all over such, your yeah. clothes. Yeah. Like, the most set a target and execute it. That's yeah. the most common cop-out mm-hmm. for a newbie queen is going, well, they don't like my art. They don't understand. Yeah. It's like, but... You have to really package it up. Yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. Know exactly what you're serving. No matter how weird it is, yep. you have to make sure your lip sync is tight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you move well on stage. Mm-hmm. Does your outfit have like unintentional holes in it or right. intentional holes? Appeal- in it? Appealing to look at does not necessarily mean like conventionally pretty, yeah, but right. it still has to be appealing and interesting to look at. It's yeah. still some sort of visual yeah. art. Yeah. So. I love that. Intentional. Intentional mm-hmm. dress. <laughs> you want to Shut up. (laughs) I thought you were trying to do the wicked. uh, 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 
Oh my god! Speaking of New York uh, City drag, that's like the, that closes out like every oh, single drag roulette in New York City. Even Truly. my own concluded. Now I feel like that has been the place has been taken by this is me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, and then everyone gets out of drag because it's the end of the show. So oh, yeah. Like, oh, I'm going, this is me, and then I take my whip off the wig, uh, and I have yes. like, written somewhere on a dress. Or <laughs> that's great. And bitch. Yeah. Uh, it's and, true. Yeah. That's the new like. Try like <laughs> if you do that, the closer. Just turn to, turn that horse time to blue. Time to have a new Jai Ho. Yes. Um, should I read the next one? Please. Eddie from Portland. Oh, this is for Low. Before doing drag, you made comedy videos on YouTube. Some getting several hundred thousand Aww. views. We should have just read this at the beginning. In what ways has that experience influenced the way you approach oh drag? Would you ever explore that platform <laughs> again as Lotion or Tommy? Wow, that's really interesting. That's actually a really cool question because that's a huge internal dilemma I'm having right now. Oh, really? So we're gonna go a little deep. Um, it's when I it's first, the tea. Yeah, it's a tea. First of all, thank you for knowing that I did that. Um, I. Yeah, I used to do YouTube and internet stuff for quite some time, um, and I'm like ending a ten year, ten year project that I've been working on, mm-hmm. which is really cool. But what oh, project? Um, it's called Dance Every Day in August. Hey. And it's where like every August for since 2010. Oh my Word. god! Yeah, that's commitment. No, since 2009, um, I would post a video every day in August of me dancing in a different location. So there'll be like literally like 300 plus videos at the end of this of like just me dancing. Wow. Wait, so this is all on YouTube? It's all on YouTube. I, I haven't even yeah. seen it. No. So oh my God. It's, it's, it's kind of what like picked up for me back then and like it had a lot of views back then, but I just kept going because yeah. it was always a cool project for myself, and wow. it was like a c- cool way to like a diary. In yeah, a to like check in was. Yeah. at that point yeah. in the year. Like I yourself. see, there was a huge breakup one year, and all the songs were very sad and oh, wow. slash empowering. Or like I moved to a different city, and it was really cool to see all that. Nice. Um, but. When I did drag, it was always a different part of my life than the funny part of me. And I mm-hmm. wanted that more Kelly Rowland, that more sexy or that more confident. And we just person. talked about this like yeah. the other day uh-huh. because I said, because she was like submitting her music uh-huh. to the show tonight. And I said, like, are these funny numbers? And she's like, well, not really. Like, kind of. I was like, I don't want you norming it uh-huh. up because you feel like you have to norm right. it up. Exactly. Like, yeah. What's so good about you is how fucking funny you are. So, like, there's always a place for like a standard normal number mm-hmm. and everything. But also, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, also, that weird shit is like, Chef yeah, like, that's what you're good at. So. And it's it's a, a hard balance of finding that because that's what I see as Tommy. But as Lotayan, I was. It wasn't until this past year that I was right. yeah. introducing those funny things and those weird, like yeah. wild. Well, sometimes stuff. it can be so yeah. scary to like exactly. because you feel like you've created this. Like I don't know me personally too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've created this character, which is in some ways very safe for me to go into because I'm like, I understand this world and I can control Mm -hmm. it versus all the normal stuff in me, which is like crazy river of weirdness and sadness. Mm -hmm. But but if you can like manage to bridge that gap, I feel like it's such a richer portrayal of who you are as a performer. And the the more that you do it, the more you like metaphorically throw spaghetti (laughs) at the wall and see what sticks. Uh You just, it's important that you do keep trying to do new shit and then the thing will just kind of slowly, you know, kind of come towards you and you'll figure out what is your your thing. Mm -hmm. The barriers get softer. It's very pendulum-like right now Mm -hmm. where it's like it almost went 
really far in one end with the like the sneezing and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm almost like coming to the other side where I'm like doing more like looks and stuff. Like I, I'm having like my first two real custom looks tonight nice. um, that I'm really excited about. And so like doing that more part and like trying to find that balance in the middle is always really fun. Yeah. yeah. And so, sure. but like with the, the question of like mm-hmm. whether, like if I'm going to find the internet and stuff like that, I, I, for sure. I just yeah. downloaded TikTok, so we'll see what happens. Oh, <laughs> okay. no. Do you think that's going to be uh, in drag or out of drag? I don't know. I do want to explore like funny as Tommy, which is really cool, and yeah. and I don't want to have to only be low. Be, but I think you should push low until you get as oh, famous as you think you uh, <laughs> need to be exactly. to where you can do both. Exactly, and you that's what, what I, mean? I want to do. Yeah, exactly, because people love low. Because I feel like there is a like I feel like people see me in drag enough that now I can do my dumbass. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I feel like, yeah, but oh, you're absolutely. still like introducing low, uh-huh. right? kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm still. I don't even know who low is. Right. You know what I mean? I'm still figuring it out. Yes. Yeah. Fun. That's the that's, that's the journey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's really cool. Oh my god! <laughs> this is me. Uh, get away from me! But actually, I'm. Oh, never mind. We're not gonna, no, what? We're gonna go. Oh, are you it's doing about that tonight? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, are you doing this? Is I was considering doing. Um, <laughs> I want. I want to sing live oh, at World Wars Drag Show because I'm not a good singer. <laughs> I don't think it would be so funny. So we're gonna workshop. That. Really dramatic build so, up, and yeah. just like. So by the time this episode's out, we'll see what happens. Hey. <laughs> well, this comes out on the day that the show is. Great. Oh, oh my God. Come tonight and see Come what happens. <laughs> Lord. Um, I get the next one. You do. For Erica. Ooh. Uh, what is your favorite? Wait, who's it from? Oh, oh. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For Erica from uh, Aura Idol- Idolon from Mount Vernon, Illinois. Work. Mm. Okay. Eld- Idol, Idol, sorry, Idol. Okay, for Erica, who's your favorite Danga Danganronpa Danganronpa character, <laughs> and can you do an impression of them? What is that? Um, it's well, it's it's a series of video games, but they've also done an anime adaptation. Actually, the last time that I was at Drag Matinee, I did a character from oh, really? this show. So it's interesting. Like, I wonder if they knew that, but um, yeah, it was like with the pink, all the pink, like mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I kind of love. Like mono bear because it's sort of like this big bear that's like half he's like half white on one side, half black on the other side, and he just kind of kills you with a smile. Oh, yeah, and he has this this little cartoonish voice like this monokuma. It's really precious. (laughs) (laughs) But I also love that character that I did as well because she has this big like sort of ashy pink hair and like boots and just she's very she has that that sort of girlish sexuality that I always kind of go for in drag it's Mm. not like it's not like Mortal Kombat you know like big breasted vixen it's sort of like teenage girl who's just like hot in her pants kind of thing Mm. ah sure (laughs) you've been here for a week and a half for like a week. I got here last Friday, yeah. Yeah, and you it's did nice. It's uh, nice to have a long trip. Geeks Out, and the theme was Ge- Blockbusters. Yeah, I did Geek House. What'd you do for that? I did Mothra, because that's that's been <laughs> that's the number that I've been doing for years. You yeah. know, Mothra from Godzilla fame. Oh my God, you don't know Mothra? No. Mothra? Who are you? Wow. I have limited reference. <laughs> that's fine. Um, well, the, you like, know, the, the big vi- they fight each other. Yeah. Oh, well, amazing. well, Godzilla King of the Monsters came out this this past yeah. May, so that's been on my mind a lot, and I've been doing that. Mothra number for years, but every couple of months or every year or so, I like retool it. Um, and so I just want, I've been bringing it on tour a lot lately. And then I also did Poison Ivy, who was like my original mm-hmm. drag inspo. 
Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like my original, mom. original. It's just she's like a big, big mom. Ma- yeah, she's they a big sing mom. a song too. They're like, but she's, but ra, she's to me, ra, it's so good. To me, she's a, she's like such a, such an embodiment of feminine power. Oh, and wow. so many, so like, I mean, cause she's one of the only, she's one of the few, like there's maybe only like one other one that's specifically a female mm-hmm. kaiju. And so she's, hmm. they kind of call her like the queen of the monsters, whereas God, oh, two Godzilla's uh, king of the monsters. She's so, a giant moth goddess. Basically. She is a moth oh. goddess and she, and uh, yeah, the, she's just beautiful. And like uh, just the majesty of her in that, in that this most recent Godzilla movie was just yeah. like big really, fan. really, big, yeah. big fan. Yeah. Yeah. So she's I great. She's great. You should really go see it. It comes out on, <laughs> it comes out on iTunes, like, uh, or like digital release on the 13th. So I'll be first in line, so to speak. First, yes. Yeah. <laughs> at the last Best Buy in. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just going to buy it on iTunes and just like oh, oh. look at every the single frame. Get with it. You know, <laughs> I've been like watching like all these Godzilla YouTubers like break down the movie and just oh, like wow. hearing about it. And we also did on my, on my YouTube show, we did a, like a review of it recently. And uh, it's just sort of like me trying to remember the, like, just like, talk about the movie from memory, but now I'm going to get to like frame by frame look at it. <laughs> so I'm very excited. We love a nerd. Yes! 100%. <laughs> Um, you got the next one? I got the next one. I don't know why I'm singing so much today. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this is you. This is you? Yeah. This is us? You. Oh, it's you. me. Yeah. It is me. Caramel DeVille God, <laughs> from oh, Chicago. Hey, Hi, Cara. So my, is it Cara? Caramel. I'm Car- so sorry. It could be also be caramel. So but what is caramel. it? Or it could, well, or she could just be really ironic and just pronounce it caramel. <laughs> like go really through good. the effort of doing that caramel really and then just do car- <laughs> and then just pronounce it caramel. So caramel. strawberry syrup from Chicago asks. Right. So myself, like most entertainers, usually like to wear a new outfit to as many venues as possible. <laughs> oh, this is such a Chicago problem. With so many venues close together here in Chicago, how do you navigate repeating a look here mm. or in your city? Erica, specifically. Oh, that's a good question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm thankful now that by now I have like a good rotation of stuff. So mm-hmm. I just, I, and I also have a relatively good memory, so I can kind of gauge like what did I wear the last time I was in Chicago, and then just go from there. Um, and then there's just always certain things like the Mothra mm-hmm. uh, number that I've been touring with a lot lately. Um, just cause like whenever you have a new retool of something you've been doing for a long time, um, you know, you want to show it off. So that's part of it too, is like knowing when to, or how to retool something or have a variation on a look yeah. that you've done a lot. And so that way it's not the exact same thing, mm-hmm. but it's maybe just a variation. Mm-hmm. I like to... Yeah. You have a whole system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't, if I get something new, I wear it like... I'll usually wear it here, and then if I have a gig in Milwaukee, I'll wear mm-hmm. it to Milwaukee because I'm yeah, that's smart, right? And then I'll hang it up for at least like five months, mm. and then I'll make sure the first time I wear it that it, I get the picture in it. Yeah, yeah. Or, Always get the documentation up front. Yeah, because you never know how a look is gonna physically depreciate over time. Either. That's true. And so get that, and that's like your internet being like, here it is, mm-hmm. and then I would wear it once in that city, mm-hmm. once or twice, but. I personally don't like when someone gets a new outfit and they wear it everywhere five days once. in a row. Yes, yeah. because um, so many people that come to this show come to the show tomorrow. Yeah, and I think that it feels like you're getting more out of that person if you were to even stretch it out over a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if you were to wear that that weekend and then wear it in two weeks somewhere else. Yeah, like 
and and then maybe wait to document it. Maybe yeah. that's another. Mm-hmm. Maybe you take the picture and you don't post it yet. Right. So people still feel like they're getting their money's mm-hmm. worth, and you're you're stretching an outfit out. Yeah. Um. This is for people who like are on the internet more. I would say too. That's true. But you have to be on the internet more yeah. to like grow. Yeah. And to reach yeah. out to new people, so and that's hard. Don't, don't document it at first. Take mm-hmm. a good picture. Sure. Do it. Here, do it somewhere else in two weeks, and then post the picture. But you also have to have like such a mix of just small workhorse pieces that you can recombine yes. and yeah. like yeah. use as bases for bigger things, yeah. like bigger accessories and like different hair and whatever. Yeah. Because like we're not all made of money, we can't right. constantly be cycling yeah. outfits in and out. But if you figure out a smart way to like make a base for yourself and that's like your it's just like the same way that you would make a normal wardrobe really is you yeah. have mm-hmm. your like pieces that you can recombine yeah. and then you've got your like big statement whatever's that you throw on over the top of it right. and then you've got your like a couple of custom big looks that yeah. you wear for specific stuff or you rotate in and out like barely once every like six months or something yeah just like a mix. You have to have a mix of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're lucky in Chicago that we do have a lot of different places that have different audiences yeah, too. So it's not as big of a deal. So that's pretty nice. But like little things, even like changing the hair can change the mm-hmm. entire yeah, mood exactly. of the look. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Whatever yeah. song you're doing to it, it can totally change the whole thing that yeah. it won't even look like the same look. Right? Yeah. I advise against doing the exact same look and the, With the exact, exact same, same hair. hair Shoot, exact same, same outfit. Or, or exact same number. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean that... Yeah, the second time you're like, okay, I like mm-hmm. this, but it's like unless it's specifically for that number, like the moth, so like you yeah, right. wear that for a random but thing. You, or no, that. like that's you like a signature you act. Do that like a couple of days in a row. Mm. No, really yeah, right, right, let right, it rest, right. girl. Yeah, yeah, let it let rest. Them, let them appreciate right. you. Let them miss it for yeah. sure. Right? Like, yeah, let it rest. Then they'll be like, oh god, the moth mm-hmm. act again. I have to watch this. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even I've seen girls be like, guess who's coming out of retirement? The Moth Act. Yeah, Where, yeah. You know, like and just acknowledge out. it. And then it just, yeah. Just and then people it. are like, oh my God, I love this when she did mm-hmm. this. I'm mm-hmm. in October. Now we get to see this yeah. thing. That's why I only do the elf on the shelf number once a year. <laughs> <laughs> once a year at Christmas and then it goes back in the box. <laughs> is it me? It is me. Yeah. This is me. No, no, no I no. won't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's you. It's me, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we just had that whole caramel. We're doing great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fifty episodes in, can't figure it out. Okay, uh, Indigo from Chicago. Uh, both guests have gotten notoriety from their online presence. Erica with Tumblr's Drag Race. <laughs> I've had so many people like <laughs> bring up Tumblr's Drag Race to me. I just don't even here know specifically, that. but everywhere <laughs> so else too. Sometimes that's so funny. Uh, I read that and I didn't know that I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, and I love that. That yeah. was a big yeah. thing. That was a big thing. It yeah. was. A lot of people for sure. Um, I feel like that's how a lot of kids met. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do they still do those? I don't think so. Not really. I mean, Tumblr's in the toilet, but that, I think Tumblr's <laughs> Drag Race was in the toilet before Tumblr Ooh. was in the There's, toilet. Yeah. They're still doing stuff like that on Instagram, but it's n- nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing like, like centralized no. or big. It's yeah. just all these little yeah. like splinter things. Yeah. Katya underscore Delano yeah. was drag. Uh-huh. Yeah. drag rush. And yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and I'm just like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> or now we have like anyway. the kids doing like those fantasy drag race yeah, or fantasy, which like, I kind of love. Yeah, I just like that it, it exists. It's so funny getting tagged and stuff like that. Are yeah. you on any fanfic? I don't. As far as I know, I don't think so. <gasps> I bet. Well, you, you are, should though. look it up. That would I bet be interesting. You are. Uh, I'm in a couple of them. And they're <laughs> no, I really want to read this. It's like I really want to read this. Uh, Sasha Valor and Shea Kool-Aid. Of course it's you walking in on them having sex. (laughs) You're not a participant. It's so voyeuristic. (laughs) I'm their wacky neighbor. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then we sh- then I shared it and Shay shared it and I was like, oh my god, look at this. And then Shay wrote like, look at this freaky fan fiction. <laughs> freaky meaning freaky. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the commu- this was probably a year and a half, two years ago. And they were like, they're calling us freaks. How dare oh, you? And then this oh, girl wrote this. Everybody was, take a breath. It was great. This girl wrote this really long paragraph oh, no. to me, being like, stay in your the well. The final sentence was, stay in your lane, bitch. It was Ooh. like, how dare you share our. I was like, how dare I share a thing that was about me on a public internet site that (laughs) everyone is here to see? It's not private. There's like, but that's how you know it's ten year olds because they don't understand. Yeah, it's true that they have put everything out for yeah. It reminds me of this, and also tagged human people who are reading about (laughs) themselves. Yeah, Yeah. 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 these are real people. They're not just characters. These are actual people that exist. Mm -hmm. There's this tweet I saw of like someone like. Be basically being a catfish and they're like using someone oh else's God. pictures and stuff oh. like that and then they like quote tweeted and like oh, this person yeah. is using pictures of me and like and what stop being stingy bitch and it's like it's, it's like no oh, this is yeah. a real person like what yeah. the fuck it's a bizarre yeah. understanding of the internet yeah. man the internet man it's wild alright yeah. back into oh it. sorry the question <laughs> no, yeah, yeah no, the question is this is great yeah. Erica with Tumblr's Drag Race and Dragula along with Low Tyans Content becoming viral. Uh, is there a difference in the way this volume of attention feels coming from online rather than a traditional club setting? Slash, oh. do you think uh, one leads to the other? Thanks, babe. Huh. Well, I'll, I'll say for me, like I think a lot of how I became well known, quote unquote, before way before Dragula was um, doing like taking photos that weren't necessarily for a gig because yeah. not all the things that I had in my mind creatively were going to work at yeah. like the gigs yeah. that we were talking about in New York. So that was part of like feeling like I was going to hit a dead end at some point was just like, I like these shows, but they're not really, it's not, they're not going hand in hand with like what's happening creatively in my head. So yeah. part of it was like using using the internet or using like, photography and the internet in conjunction to kind of show people what I'm really, really wanting to do. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, that's how I became known. And then obviously Tumblr's Drag Race was like, um, that was maybe one of the first times that I had been like in a competition like that. And, um, I don't know. So I think like taking it, like if you have an online, uh, focus, then you can kind of tailor what you want to do and, Mm -hmm. and sort of like, you know, there's just an easier way to access an audience. Whereas like, I knew that the future was not going to be like trying to get like a Bob the drag queen kind of show because Mm -hmm. I knew that I was just, wasn't going to do that with Mm -hmm. the kind of drag that I do. Yeah. So So you advertised yourself as that you were on online. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Even before you had like the gigs per se. Right. You just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You put it online. You have to put it online. Yeah, because right, yeah. at the beginning, you're not necessarily going to be doing gigs that represent exactly what you no. want to be doing. Right. But now I'm so lucky to be in a position, obviously, with like Dragula, like people come to expect or or not expect like a certain thing, or they're just, you know, I'm booked for shows that are more open, or now I get to produce my own show in the Bay Area and we kind of can like tailor it to what we want to do every time. So yeah. um, I'm very thankful that I have I have some creative freedom. San Francisco like expects you to be fucking insane. Yeah, like and that's <laughs> like we need the production value, blood. the <laughs> filth factor, like everything, everything about San Francisco is just like wacky, crazy, kind of so pure from like a lot of these metrics that we were talking about too, which has been interesting to watch. Like I felt so I felt like there were so many rules. You know, and, and like how to turn out a crowd in New York, mm-hmm. whereas like in you know at Oasis, it's just like anything goes. Yeah, 
Is Oasis the club that um, Hecolina owns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. owns it with Darcy Drollinger, and that's one of the places where, like, you know, Drag Race and Dragula Queens regularly come through yeah. as well. Yeah, true. Um, what about you? What was the question? The question <laughs> Um, uh, is there a difference in the way this volume of attention feels from oh. online rather than traditional club settings? Oh, and do you think wow. one leads to the other? Because I think you've done a really good job of taking that booking to use the space uh, uh, to video it there and, and then, then take re-put it, it back online. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which then gets more booking. Yeah, yeah exactly. I put that online. Well, that's like, what I appreciate yeah, so yeah. much about you is that you put stuff online yeah. and mm-hmm. then I get to go, look, what was that plot yeah. twist? Also, right. look at this yeah, busy-ass crowd over exactly. there. Yeah. So as much as it is like me showing off, mm-hmm. look how good this is, it's also going, look at the flex of this crowd and like one thing leads to another. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's so it's much. It is helpful. Mm. Constantly. You have yeah. to document. It's you, so hard. You have to document you gotta. And, and, and flex. Kind of yeah. Okay, look how cool this is. Look yeah. how cool this shit. That can be so hard sometimes, too. Like, totally. To be, because I get so like persnickety about my the pieces that I put out there and mm-hmm. sometimes you're not happy with the whole thing and mm-hmm. you only want to show like a little snippet or whatever but like, or just the video wasn't the highest quality because you got someone to tape it for <laughs> you or there was some right. mishap or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. but I feel like from the beginning you've been having people video your stuff yeah mm-hmm. I just because a lot of my stuff I've never been I don't think I have taste in like aesthetic and style and stuff like that <laughs> so I'm not very much so a look queen because I don't really know what looks good or know what to invest in or you're still maybe just still I'm learning still figuring, yeah, figuring it, out. it out yeah yeah I'm still it takes a while yeah. where a lot of my my stuff is more so on the creative side and like mm-hmm. what my performances are mm-hmm. and like the weird shit that I'm kind of doing mm. that I can put online more so as opposed to like taking pictures of my makeup and my look because I'm still trying to figure that oh, that's out. That's interesting. So I, I'm using that to kind of boost my internet yeah. uh, presence. But because of the the traction and the attention it's got, it's kind of like built my confidence that I can bring onto the mm. stage and future mm-hmm. performances yeah. and stuff like that. So I almost feel like that helped me more personally as opposed to like career-wise, which is really cool, which in return helps you career-wise because when you're more confident on stage, yeah. Yeah. it shows. For and, like, sure. You're more into your stuff and stuff like that. Yeah, so. love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's different. It's, it's definitely different because, like, not many people post their like performances specifically compared to their looks and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that's true. But that's like what people get nervous. Is more so my drag than well, my look. Not that many people are doing really specific gaggy performances mm-hmm. yeah. that can hold you for that three minutes or mm-hmm. what it, whatever it be. Like yours is perfect for. Twitter, yeah, mm-hmm. in the way I edit, it's just snapshot and you edit it yeah. correctly, yeah, so that we get the exact points yeah. of that yeah. number, yeah, yeah, and I, and I enjoy the attention because it. Yeah. I enjoy that it like um No, we reaches. love attention who, here. Who wants attention at this <laughs> table? Not Let me wear that. Let me wear that. Nobody. Nobody. We all love it. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Attention. Um, she is welcome. She's on the list. Yeah. Um the attention that it reaches outside of just drag, the drag yeah. community mm-hmm. that like other folks will enjoy that yeah. that they think it's funny. Yeah. Also, Palatable. even if they don't like drag. Palatable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um the other one I was trying to think of, the other performance uh, is <laughs> is You'll Never See Me Again, where you keep where you leave and then you're wheeled in in a, a, a suitcase, suitcase. <laughs> yeah. and then you pop out and yeah, then I pop out oh that's I, fun I leave I come back I leave I come back yeah, and then yeah. She, yeah. I was Love literally that. about to leave and never come back but I was like hey <laughs> I'll come back it's fine um, All right. Should I do the next this. one? Oh, yeah. We got two more. Woo. Natalie from Milwaukee. Friend, friend, hello. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received pertaining to drag? Woo. Mm, well, that is so broad. And Ooh. Ooh. Question. Wow. Oh, I, uh, 
I forget who said this to me, but somebody once told me that my most successful performances were when I was daring the audience to like me and to go along with what I was doing. Mm. Like I, if I, if I like not winked at them, but kind of like if there was a look between me and the audience that was like, we're on this ride together now and you're going to go on it with me. Right. And like get the consent Mm. that way. Then everything else that came after that was more successful because I was like, are you with me? Are we on this ride together? Let's go. That's a really good note in general, though, yeah. of uh, eye contact and engagement. Uh-huh. Yes. Of like, oh, hey, going, it's you. So I dare you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? Are yeah. you ready for this? Sort of like, inviting them into the work, yeah. helping them yeah. feel secure about what you're doing. Yeah. And I always say that eye contact. Uh, it, it creates, uh, it makes you look confident, mm-hmm. but it also makes you look like you ain't, well, it makes you look like you're not scared of them, but yeah. also you're welcoming them in. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like a welcoming, but also, and like a trust me, but yeah. also yeah. like so a, I'm going to, I'm going to surprise you. Get ready. I will look you right in the eye on this mm-hmm. stage. And that yeah. goes for like, I, that, I mean, but that's body language on and off stage, you know, mm-hmm. that all checks out, true, you know, true. Yeah. especially in that club environment where yes. it is so much more intimate. It's yeah. like, you're not just watching me on stage doing my thing, but like, like we're here in this space yeah. with me and yeah. sharing this with you. And it's yeah. kind of cool. It's true. Mm-hmm. What's the best thing you ever got oh, advice wise when you were just like starting out and somebody told you something that was like, Oh, I should do that. Or not do that. Just constantly kimchi. Next <laughs> to me going, Why are you doing that? And I would just say in general, having someone next to me, being friends with people that aren't afraid to tell you, you should change this about your makeup. You should change this about yeah. your jokes, your performance. Mm. Your and people who understand you and like know what you're trying yeah. to do. I know how to tell you things without yeah. hurting your feelings on purpose, For but sure. also get a message across to you. Mm-hmm. And then ha- having friends that you can have a, a intelligent dialogue with without getting mad at each other. Yeah. yeah. When knowing that you're just in support of each other and trying to help each other grow, yeah, mm-hmm. reading each other all the time. Which, if you've got friends and you you don't really believe that they're they have your best interests at heart, and you're like actively are like, New I don't trust you. Yeah, just yeah. don't. Those, those people are, are not your friends. Are, yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. Any advice that's um, stuck with you? No, I don't really. I don't really remember getting much advice. No. I kind of. <laughs> I kind of keep my. I don't know. I. I didn't. I think I resist not that I resist being critiqued because I'm always I think I'm always my 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 critic like I'm always oh like, yeah breaking 100%. it down so and I, so I never actively sought advice although I was never turning it away um, but I think as far as like being well this is something that I learned in school like learning how to become or le- studying playwriting was like mm-hmm. there is there's always some some element of like you know, an artistic impulse or like you want to bring something from life to your art. Mm-hmm. But like with anything, it ha- you have to impose a certain dramatic structure or a dramatic something on there. So it's like, it's like how do you, how you take something and whether it's like the most out there creative impulse or something that's happened to you, how do you Im- sort of hone it and get it to the point where it's, it's now a story that you can share with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, I mean, in New York, you do a lot of mixes. Yeah. So like it's, and it's all this like jokey kind of like punchline. So whoops, it's like, how do you, whoops, whoops. how do you impose a structure yeah. on that? So that it's like, it feels like you're taking the audience on a little journey mm-hmm. and it's sort of like that rising action and that like climax of like that really fun punchline. And then you kind of follow through on it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that helped me a lot kind of, 
putting my performances together starting out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is literally what I talked about yeah. in my thesis. Yeah. Grad school. Oh, really? Like, yeah. The, the structure of a, like a three and a half minute pop song and yeah. how you like yeah. start out with a promise and then you like deliver on the promise yeah. and you surprise. Yeah. And you set you, up. And then you settle call, into it. Yeah. You, you set up, you intensify yeah, yeah, yeah. it, and then yeah. it becomes this big moment. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yee. We're professionals. <laughs> What about you? Um, one of my like my favorite advice that I've ever thought of, or that like has helped me the most was mm-hmm. like to be true to yourself, which sounds so corny, corny, corny but it's yeah. true. It's like you want to perform stuff that you would normally perform and that you really believe in and mm-hmm. that you really enjoy, because if you don't, it's going to show on stage that mm-hmm. you're just trying to please a crowd. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you're just trying to get views or get whatever mm-hmm. or get people to like you. Yeah, as opposed to doing something that like shows that this is your drag and this is what you want to do. Yeah, because you're going to enjoy it more, and people yeah. are going to see that you enjoy it more, and and they'll enjoy it more too. So. I can always tell when I'm performing mm-hmm. a song and I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, I'm like, and I'm like I'm pushing. I'm like I really yeah. should have cut out 20, 20 more seconds. Oh my god! Right? Oof. But it wasn't until like I when I was like I am funny as a person. Why am I not introducing it to my drag? Yeah. That's who I am. Is the one I started actually enjoying. Doing right. Things, yeah. Know? For sure. As opposed to like constantly trying to get people to like me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so. Well, yeah. don't worry. We still don't like it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Um, do you want to do the... Or is that me? Yeah. Okay. All right. Final one. Here, let's do a cheers before I we... I think we uh, should. Cheers. Oh, my God. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Y'all be here. We have what? a show tonight. By the way, we're... Da- this is me. Um, I'm gonna keep saying. We're gonna. You're gonna have to bring that up during the show. We're gonna have to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tonight we do have drag matinee. So we're all getting a little intoxicated um, beforehand. Yeah. Low. And this is great. I can already hear it. Um, okay. This is from Tyler T from Houston. It says, um, do Houston. You, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? No. Do you ever feel like <laughs> changing your plastic drag bag. characters? Oh, oh all the time, yeah. all the time. Because yeah. I'm, I'm still discovering, like, for how much I'm doing right now and how much um, traction I've been getting, I still feel internally like a baby drag queen, which mm-hmm. is so interesting. Yeah. Because I'm always trying to figure out what I'm doing and always trying to, like, see what I enjoy most or where I want to take it. And I feel like your character is never the same Mm. All the time. It's always going to change. Um, and you never fully answer the question, like, what am I? What am exactly. I doing? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. What is my intention? Because that should constantly right. be, like, exactly. rolling downhill, like, you know. Even the people who have a clear brand, it's always changing and always mm-hmm. evolving because you yeah. have to. Have you changed your character? No, you know, sometimes I daydream about like, what if I did this kind of drag just for one night or throw something? in a Joe Calderon like moment for anything? Yourself. Yeah, <laughs> so I kind of daydream about that sometimes, but I think, I think I'm such a what I do is just fits me so hand in glove that it would feel like it's not me. Mm. That's how I feel too. But what I what I have really wanted to focus on, and this is something that I've I've really had a laser focus on. Uh, since the beginning was like know what you do just find different ways to express that and so it's like folding like a chocolate mousse you gotta like just fold more stuff in <laughs> it's like I never like it's like Guy Fieri everybody does that make yeah. sense like it's it's no. not it's not like throwing out the the entire mixture right. it's just yeah. like adding something else like the more that you the more that I can nerd out about something the more I'm gonna want to put it in my drag right. and so the more it's just gonna get folded in and just become a part of the mixture yeah that makes but sense that, but like that keeps it interesting stock, but you can put different yeah. Well, like you don't want to be a cooking show. Now. Yeah, like yeah. I know that it would be so easy. It would have been so easy for me to settle into one look or one thing or one shtick. But it's like you—you you have a very specific set of source materials. Mm-hmm. But that's there's different ways to apply. Or there's different things to apply to it for sure. And while it's not entirely different, it's just like 
elevate. Yeah, yeah. it's just right. a different like, variation yeah, a different on that on that core idea or a different mm-hmm. way to express that core idea. And also because they've seen what they've already seen from you, so you have to, yeah, you yeah. know, you have right. to think like, all right, they've seen me do these jokes, they've seen me do this look. Yeah. I mean, what's next? Like, how can I mm-hmm. change it up? Yeah. I feel that. Even for me, if I go to like Sarah who does my hair and say like, all right, I, I don't know. I can't really get an idea. Help I don't want to be do blonde today. Yeah. Like I'm, I I don't really know. send me a bunch of things that you think would look good on me. Help me. And like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Or, you know, just things like that where you can kind of bring mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. in. That's right. helpful too. Take a break for a minute and like watch a bunch of movies that make you really happy. Yeah. And Find then like references. Yes. Yeah. I know your references. walk a bunch. Yeah. I always like put on headphones, put it on shuffle and like walk for a really and long time. And write every fucking thing down. Oh my uh, God, yes. Because you'll forget. You'll be so yeah. sad a week Everything. later when you're sitting in your, like a bathtub and you're just like, fuck, what was that brilliant idea mm-hmm. I had? That idea perhaps. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, you know me. It's yes. <laughs> Or an alcohol deal. Oh, yes. 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 I like a drunk it. dia. A drunk, a drunk dia. dia. Yeah. A drunk yes. dia. Yes. I know her. <laughs> jokes are just getting worse and worse. Yeah, Clearly all having drunk dia. Well, look, the good news is that was the last question. Thank but the guys. bad news is it was the last question. Aww. We had a good time. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank yeah. you. Low tie on, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Miss Lubriderm. Oh, my God. Um, I just <laughs> yes. used that recently. It's cute. M-I-S-S. M-I-S-S. I don't okay. know how to spell Lubriderm, but it's, sound, it's like it sounds. <laughs> well, it's lube without the E. Yeah, L-U-B-R-I-Derm. D-R-M. Um, on Instagram. Can you use it in a sentence? Yeah. Use it in a sentence, please. <laughs> okay. um, and then on Instagram, you can find me at Lotayan Side B. Lotayan is spelled like lotion, so lotion side B. Um, and then if you want to follow the final psych series yes. of Dance Every Day in yes. um, And I'm posting my performances on YouTube now too. So it's at Just Add Tommy on YouTube. Just like Just Add, add Water, but Tommy. Wow. <laughs> I know. Uh, I can't make it uniform. Come on, branding. <laughs> where, uh, where can we find you, Erica? Yeah, um, mostly Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, Erica with a K, Clash with a K. Um, I produce a monthly show in the Bay Area called Pasto Gore. It's Bay Area's nerdy punk drag show. Yeah, where is that? A- every third Thursday at Moby Dick in the Castro. Okay. Ooh, and cool. and I'm very excited. I just uh, signed on to do Peaches Christ's Terror Vault, oh, nice. yes. which is like a queer haunted house. Haunted house! <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm really, really excited for that. So that's going to be um, no, uh, October through to like the beginning of November. So nice. we're doing something fun with that. Um, I am T-Rex in Chicago on Instagram and Twitter. Um, also on the 24th. Oh, I'm at Drag Matinee every Saturday. On the 24th of August, we have uh, Roxanne, a.k.a. Pearl. Um, on the 31st, we have Nicole Page Brooks, Axel Andrews. Um, also on the 21st of uh, September, we have the Mystery Matinee, which is an entire cast. It's exciting. Of, uh, I don't know. Who might it be? Oh, my God. Know. You totally I know. I know that. How dare you? What? Maybe there's what? a special guest. Maybe there's. When is this? There's this definitely the now 21st. a special guest. I yeah, hate you. There is. Maybe now. there isn't. Maybe there's openers. Maybe that's all Chicago. Oh my God. It's you. You're, You're the, the worst. Maybe it's my one woman show. You have to. <laughs> all about my depression. Oh, I have uh, so. Maybe it's a downer one woman show. Yeah, um, I'm but coming. The entire thing, like, I'm not giving away anything about it. I'm just saying you should be there. I, wow. All I'm saying is Beyonce's not there. I'm not <laughs> over promising it, but it's going to be a really cool show full of all kinds of weird shit. So. Oh, wow. Um, 
Um, yeah. Also, I'm going to be doing some tour dates with the Hard Candy soon. I can't announce them yet, but by the time nice. this comes out, they will probably be on yes. Instagram. So, yeah. I love Hard Candy. Yay. Coo, coo, coo. All right. I am Lucky.Stiff on Instagram. I am LuckyStiff2. That's the number two on Twitter. Um, I am every third Friday, I co-host Goddess with Cat Sass at Berlin. And every... Uh, yes. I love Cat Sass. I know. The joy. Tea bag. Tea bag. <laughs> friend of the pod. Tea of the bag. Tea of the bag. Um, and then every fourth Friday, I am at the Newport Theater with Delirium, which is the 1920s and 30s absinthe cabaret that I co-host with Willie LeCue. Um, super, super excited. At the end of the month, uh, save the date on the 26th. I can't announce it yet, but it's going to be really fun. As always, check my Insta story for gigs. And then at the very end of the month, I'm doing um, a, a sort of like fashion Disney convention fashion show situation in Los Angeles. Holy right? shit. Yeah, I'm very excited oh, wow. about that. Nice. So more details as that comes. We're usually taping and then it comes out in like two days because we're children and we don't <laughs> But now we've gotten so many in the can mm-hmm. now that yeah. we're releasing in like three weeks. And right. So we don't know what to do with ourselves. We're like, no, I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm like, I'm just going to say everything all at once. Well, thank you guys for being here. Yay. We did it. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> I just always think of Yuriko O'Hara. <laughs> she do that. She did it.